Hello, everyone. Welcome to Ubi Est Mia, a show about Chicago, hosted by former Chicagoan Brandon Weatherby. This episode is with the Holt Studies' Craig Finn. Craig Finn is a current Brooklyn resident, former St. Paul, Minneapolis, Minnesota resident. The reason why we're doing a show with him is because the Holt Study have a fantastic song entitled Chicago Seemed Tired Last Night. So that's what this show is about. We talk about that song, and we talk about some other things. Uh, Craig is currently on tour, opening up for Japan Droids. You can see him throughout the month of March with them. And his new album, We All Want the Same Things, comes out on March 24th. If you are a fan of Chicago and or Chicago Seemed Tired Last Night, you'll want to hear this record, specifically the song about Chicago. Without further ado, here's Craig Finn. If you work in a bar and there's a Holt Study record on in that bar and there's a jukebox, it's a really good chance that you're going to hear a lot of Holt Study uh, pretty much every night of the week. And if you're in a bar in Chicago, you're going to hear Chicago seemed tired last night. So as a guy that's lived in Minnesota and New York and not Chicago, why that song? Why did you want to write a song with Nelson Albert in it? Well, that that song came from a couple different places. Um, one was um, we played a show at the Bottom Lounge. I think it's, I think it might be the old Bottom Lounge now, um, and, and the audience was just a little sleepy. <laughs> so I wrote that song, and I think when people when you put like specific things in the songs, like city names or street names, people from those places seem to really react to that. And I've <laughs> I do a lot of that, so I've been able to see that firsthand. Um, but it was sort of, um, and, and, and it was something actually that my friend um, had said a while back before that, who was from Chicago, Patty Costello, who sings in the band Dillinger 4, had said, Chicago seems tired. He, that's, why, that's why he moved to Minneapolis. I don't know if he still thinks that, but that's what he said about his move. Chicago seemed tired. I remembered that. And actually that, that first lyric is Nelson Algren came to Patty it references a song by the band Dillinger Four, who are have two Chicago transplants um, to Minneapolis, where he says um, Nelson Algren came to me and said, "Celebrate the ugly things." And so it was kind of a shout back that as you know, Nelson Nelson Algren came to Patty um, at a at a party at the Denon Alley, which was the name of his house, and you know, uh, told us what to celebrate. So uh, it's funny. The, my next record has a. Um, has a song called God in Chicago, which um, uh, I think is uh, really uh, a way more positive look at Chicago. And I feel, I always feel bad for writing that song or taking a little dig because honestly, the shows the whole study have played in Chicago are probably the best, like probably the best shows we've played. It's probably the city that's the best to us. I can attest that you are beloved in that city. And uh, I've seen you guys from very, very small venues to very, very large music festivals. Like uh, your Lollapalooza set from, I want to say 2007 is still like remembered and thought of and still watched that. Yeah. I mean, we've had spectacular shows and it's funny that the one we wrote, like one song about one show, one show that was a little less than spectacular. And pretty much from that point on, it's been, just lights out you know yeah I, I do think it's i'm not i'm not you know trying to patronize i do think it's my favorite place to play my favorite city to play do you still drink alcohol yeah um starting tomorrow i'll be taking six weeks off for lent but um yeah i drink beer mainly um, beer and wine because on, on the new on the upcoming record like there's still talks of like i'm throwing up and stuff like this and 
Uh, I'm not telling you old, but you're you're an adult man. Are you afraid of uh, continuing to drink and continuing to write about this stuff and becoming the subject of one of your songs? Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm afraid in my personal life because that's why I take Lent off every year. Um, but you know, I I, I think that I think I do. Um, try to write about the hangover as much as I write about the high. And I think that's important because, you know, drinking isn't always all a party. And especially as you get older, I'm 45 now, it's, it's both tiring and, and it can cause major problems in people's lives. And it has with some people that are very close to me. So um, I'm, I'm cognizant of that, but I don't think it's, I don't think uh, that the nature of alcohol in my songs is overly celebratory. Well, then let's actually talk about something that's celebration. What is your favorite uh, record on a jukebox in a bar? Uh, and it's like a, think of like a neighborhood bar, not a sports bar, clearly, but a bar that you'd actually go to as a jukebox that's not a digital jukebox. What's the one record you want to hear? I, I think the, the jukebox I, I most remember is in the Triple Rock, uh, which is a bar in Minneapolis. And um, I always felt like uh, Raw Power, Iggy and the Stooges. Mm-hmm. was the thing that sounded the best there. Um, and it, I, it was like one tick louder than the other than the other records in the jukebox. So it always kind of like jolted the party upward and onward, I felt like, when it came on. Do you find that you have the same type of fans that are attracted to the Stooges? Not necessarily losers, but definitely the same people that maybe read more than they go to they watch television or they see more foreign films than big blockbusters. Like you seem to fill the same niche as like the mountain goats or spoon where you have highly literate, very loyal fans, but maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's true. I mean, I, I, I always joke that our fans, I look out on the audience and everyone looks really employed, you know, gainfully employed and then well educated. Um, yeah, I do. And I think that, you know, people are, we're kind of like, you know, if you look at the, some of those, we're kind of like the party band for those people. Um, uh, and, I, you know, it's, it's, it's reflective of, of probably, you know, I'm, for instance, like, you know, whether or not I, I was in a band right now, I'd, I'd be going to see the Mountain Goats. Um, so I think it's, you know, it's reflective of ourselves and the people we are. Um, but I, I think that's a very good summation of the audience, yeah. Well, the reason I bring that up is you, you and the Mountain Goats and a lot of the other, other great bands, you reference bands that a lot of your listeners I don't think are listening. Like I don't think a lot of people knew about a lot of people knew about the seven about seven seconds before they heard your stuff. But to them, that's just a band you grew up on. Yeah, I mean, you mean uh, you, you don't think people uh, that uh, knew seven seconds or they didn't listen to them or or just. I mean, because I feel like Seven Seconds, a lot of people listen to when they're younger. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, hardcore, I think a lot of the hardcore stuff that I reference, people are like, what? You know, and I've, 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 ha- I've even talked to fans that say like, oh man, I, I went and got that Youth of Today record that you mentioned and God, I, I, can't, I can't do it. <laughs> um, some of that is um, stuff I grew up on and stuff I'm fond of, but also... You know, I, I speak of it specifically in the sense that there's a real scene around that music, you know, um, and that is kind of um, what it represents to me as well as, you know, being music I like. You're currently on tour with Japan Droids, who are very, very popular. 
they're a little bit younger. How does the scene compare to the typical hold study scene, or is it the same? It's pretty similar, you know? I mean, I met those guys because they were hold steady fans, and they've been at, like, a lot of hold steady shows, and they, you know, the audience is a little younger, you know? I mean, I'd say it's 10 years younger, you know? There's, I mean, there's a lot of, like, young 30s, late 20s in the audience, I think, right now for Japan Droid show. Well, I, I mean, I think that, like, the audience of the Japan Droid show, the ones I've played so far on this tour, feels very similar to where, like, hold steady audiences were in 2006. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, it's just 10 years, 10 years younger, is, you know. Oh, totally. Who are you enjoying right now besides Japan Droids? Who are some new bands that make you excited to play or share a bill? Ezra Furman, I like a lot. I, I think that that's, um, that's amazing. I like this band from Canada a lot called PQ, PQ, PQ. It's like a gunshot. like PQ, PQ, PQ. And then uh, I like, uh, there's a band uh, from San Francisco, kind of a harder band called Culture Abuse that I thought was the best show I saw last year. Where did you see the show? Uh, I saw it at St. Vitus in Brooklyn. So you'll still go out to a show even if you're not playing? Oh, definitely. I love going to shows. I like, and I... Funny thing is, I like going to shows alone because I don't like to worry about if the person I'm with is enjoying it. Um, so I kind of that's I do that fairly often. It's just to go out to a show by myself and kind of get a beer and hide in the corner. What do you, okay, so if it's okay with you, let's talk about that because I think that's incredibly <laughs> fascinating. Going to shows alone, I've done it a few times. It's a little weird. Um, hopefully, I run into somebody I know, but. It, do people recognize you? Do they know it's, hey, it's, I like that guy's music. I'm going to go talk to him, or do they leave you alone? Uh, both. Um, some, sometimes, you know, I, I mean, uh, you know, a lot of times I'm going there alone, and I know I'll, I'll like, you know, like you said, I know I'll run into people. Uh-huh. And so that's fine. Um, I, But, you know, yeah, and sometimes it's nice, and sometimes it's like, you know, I mean, I don't. I get recognized on the street sometimes. If I'm going to a rock show, you know, I'm, I'm drastically increasing my chances of being recognized. Um, but for the most people, most people are just really polite and nice. And um, you know, sometimes later in the evening, you get someone who's drank too much and gets like super bold. But you know, for the most part, it's not really anything you know, that I need to avoid. It's, it's just, it's either pleasant or it doesn't happen at all. You, you, you wear your heart on your sleeve when it comes to who really impacted you guys growing up and it's in your song. So, uh, you, do you still freak out when you meet people? Like, yeah, you play with Springsteen at this point. You've already reached the top of that mountain. Is there anyone left that you freak out over? Well, it's funny, you know, there's, there's the people you'd freak out over except, you know, I don't, you know, I mean, you, you don't, but you don't necessarily want to meet, you know, it's like, but do I, you want to meet Springsteen because you know he's going to be great. I'm not sure you want to meet Bob Dylan. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know what that would be like. I don't know what conversation I'd have with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of other people that I'd freak out about. Um, you know, I met Joe Strummer and I met Springsteen. So those are kind of the top of my, the absolute top of my list. Uh, Nick Cave, I guess, would be the one that would be like intimidating and cool and scary and you know all of the good, all of that together. Do you still follow Minnesota Twins baseball? Yes, although 
you know, 103 losses last year was not a great year to be following it, but I will always follow it. I love it. And, uh, I don't know um, if I you love, realize I like this, baseball uh, a lot. The Chicago Cubs had a, a hundred plus uh, loss season, not too, uh, in the not too distant past. So, uh, rebuilding is not necessarily the worst thing in the world. No, no, but the Chicago Cubs, uh, are able to spend a little more money than the twins, but still, I, I, that's the good thing about baseball is you're only, you know, I, I could see, look, if we, if we could finish 500 this year, which seems like a long shot, but if we did, I could see in two years being deep in the playoffs. If you just kind of turn it around, if it, if it really does start to turn around and some of the young guys step up. The good and the bad part about the AL central is there's no real dominant team. And like, as a White Sox fan, like you could pretty much think you have a playoff shot until mid August with like a 500 record. So I don't know if that's yeah. good or bad. It's just, that's just how it is for the twins, I guess too. Yeah. I mean, I, it's funny, like two years ago, I thought, Oh shit, the Royals are just going to step up and be massively dominant now, but mm-hmm. that really hasn't happened. I mean, at this point, not finishing in last place would be nice. Out of any stadium to see a baseball game, what's your favorite? Mm, well, uh, I'm not. I'm going to exclude the Twin Stadium and say I really like Fenway. I, I mean, I I like Fenway. Um, I went to school in Boston. I went to a lot of games there. I just kind of like where it's, how it sits and where in in just its kind of oldness and all that. Um, I like Camden Yards a lot too, but those are probably my two favorite. It's fantastic. Um, the, the few songs I've heard from the new record, I'm enjoying. Um, I think. All of Great. your other fans will also enjoy it. Uh, you, you check all those boxes that us Hold Study fans like to hear. Um, <laughs> is there any one track from that record that you're incredibly excited playing live on this tour? Um, yeah, uh, this is the last song on the album is called Be Honest, and that's, uh, that's kind of been my favorite one to play live. Um, uh, the one I'm excited, most excited for people to hear is the song God in Chicago, because we made this really cool film, short film, video, whatever you want to call it for it. And it just came out amazing. So I'm excited for people to see that too. If you would like more information about Craig Finn, follow him on Twitter. It's at sign steady Craig as in the hold study, but steady Craig. If you would like more information about this show, follow us on Twitter. We're at sign Ubi Est Mia pod. And we're on Facebook at Ubi Est Mia. My name is Brandon Weatherby. Follow me on Twitter. It's at sign YMTE. Uh, buy my book, which is a fun thing to say. It's called The Donald, How Trump Turned Presidential Politics into Pro Wrestling. That's available at DonaldTrumpIsAWrestler.com. Our art is by Dmitry Samarov, and our theme music is by Daniel Knox. Thanks for listening, and have a wonderful night.